0: As if you can. Everybody got it? But seeing the wind, he became afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. And immediately, Jesus stretched out his hand and took hold of him and said to him, O you of little faith. Why did you doubt? I want to talk about this morning overcoming doubt. Overcoming doubt. Thank you, ushers. Amen. Overcoming doubt. Amen, Jamelia. Amen. It's amazing, right? How many of us struggle with doubt. Do I have any witnesses in the house? I mean, you want to believe. Everything looks like you should believe. Matter of fact, you've had a taste of God's blessings, but yet you end up right back in that place of doubt. Recently, my wife and I made a decision to buy something that would save us tons of money in the future. The initial investment cost us a bit of money, but, uh, we knew that in the long run, it would save us some money. So, you know, we were excited. I was excited to take the leap of faith. I really was. I was sold. I was, I drank the Kool Aid. Amen. I ate the food. I was truly excited about it. And with my wife's help, you know, she kind of posed it in a way where it makes sense. I said, okay, let's do it. But that night, come on, help me somebody. That night, I had a very restless night. I played around the scenarios in my mind to the point where I became anxious. I started to doubt. I I started to ask myself a question. Did we make the right decision? The next morning we woke up and we saw that there were some stipulations in the contract and so we made a call and, and even though God showed us it was the right thing to do on the right investment to make. And we went back the next day and saved another $1,500 on the deal. I still was wrestling with the doubt. Anybody ever been there? You, you made a decision. You signed a contract. Come on, somebody. You. You you said you were going to do what you say you're going to do, and then all of a sudden these these thoughts of doubt, you, the anxiousness you you start thinking, and you start uh, you know contemplating, and you matter of fact you, you're using your doubt as an excuse to get out of the responsibility. Do I have anybody? It's amazing, it's amazing, amen, that, and then you start asking this, what if, what if, and what if. But the what if question is really doubt. How how many of you would like to overcome doubt this morning? How many of you would really like to deal with that thing to the point where you've been liberated from it because I believe that for some of us, the reason why we haven't seen more happen in our lives is because we are constantly living in doubt. A person that lives in doubt, you can see it, they may be smiling, but in the back of their mind, they're worried about everything. The Bible says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication. And I knew all of that. And listen, I had all the facts. And even though I had all the facts and knew all the scriptures, it just to me, I was just like, man, I can't believe I just did this. Do I have anybody? And then I started to find fault in what I was doing. Do I have anybody? And I tried to find loopholes and I tried to find all kinds of things to talk myself out of a blessing. And somebody here this morning, I want to tell you something. You've talked your way out of a whole lot of blessings because you have made the decision that you won't trust God and believe that even though it may look a certain way, that God is able to fix whatever the problem is. Today we find ourselves in Matthew 14. Matthew 14 starts off in a very peculiar way. Because it starts off with John the Baptist being beheaded. Chapter 14, we find that John the Baptist, the forerunner of Jesus Christ. Now, let me say this. Um, if, if if I'm going to follow God, I don't want it to be in the context where one of his greatest servants was just beheaded. I wish I had somebody. <laughs> you, you know, sometimes the context of the places where we serve in life, it, it just don't make no sense because, and you're wondering how is this happening, but but yet John the Baptist, who was the forerunner of Jesus Christ, his cousin, his kinfolk, come on somebody, his family member, amen. And And, and let me tell you about John. John had a bout of doubt while he was in prison. As a matter of fact, he says, he, Jesus had sent his disciples to see him. He said, hey, sh- should I look, is he the one or should I look for another? See, he had a bout with doubt. Watch this. Because it because he's thinking about the fact that I'm following God. And why am I in this place? Anybody ever ask that question? I'm doing all the right thing. Hey, 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 I just talked to him. Whenever you decide to do the right thing, isn't it amazing how everything in its power tries to come to cause you to just throw your hands up and say, I'm done with this. I believe that we ought to use that as a, watch this, as a Testimony that this is the right thing because watch this. If you didn't have any trouble with it, then that means that's a setup. Because think about it for a minute. Whatever you do for God, right? The devil's going to stand against you. Am I right about it? And so, and so, should we be thinking like, okay, if I'm not going through anything, who am I really serving? Because the devil knows that, watch this, if you can stay complacent and if you can stay in a place, come on somebody, where you're not truly all the way in, where you're kind of halfway doing it right, and guess what, and you can get by, you know what I mean, guess what, that he got you convinced that you're really doing right. But watch this, but the moment you decide, okay, I'm going all the way in. Here I am, my boy got beheaded. <laughs> and I'm saying, should I still follow God? <laughs> I'm just saying, right? I mean, with all of that going on, you know, that's the problem with Job. I've been talking to this brother here about Job all week. Job's friend had friends had a bad concept of him. They thought he was a sinner. They say, Job, you must have did something. There's something about what you're doing. Listen, you did you did something, but the fact of the matter was, Job didn't do anything. Job was a righteous man. Hello, somebody. And, and oftentimes we watch this. We 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 equate trouble. Watch this with the devil, but we never equate trouble with God. That God is using the trouble to transform you. Oh, I wish I, oh, oh, I missed you. Y'all didn't catch that. That went too far, up 288 maybe. (laughs) You see, watch it. Maybe God is allowing you to go through some stuff right now so he can transform you. John's beheaded. And then Jesus comes back Amen. In the same chapter, the next chapter, the same chapter, chapter 14, after he's beheaded, then we find that Jesus now feeds the 5,000. Right? So watch where I'm going with this. This is why you got to be careful about doubting. Because you may be in a crisis right now, but right after the crisis comes your miracle right after the trial see but if you give up in the trial how will you ever get to the 5000 being fed isn't that something it's amazing to me because doubt can prevent you listen doubt can stop you doubt can paralyze you can you imagine John I mean I'm just I, I can't leave John John says John says are you the one now listen, when you start doubting who God is, then you're you in a bad place. And that's exactly what Satan will try to do to us. Because things aren't going the way you want. Come on now. And if it was going the way that we wanted, we still wouldn't be happy. Come on, somebody. We still would want more. Watch this, watch this, watch this. He fed the 5,000. He said, listen, if you ever look at this miracle, look at verse 14, 14, 14. And, And when he went ashore, watch this. Let me, let me, let me share with you how God does miracles. Watch this. He doesn't do it because we're so good. All right. He does it because he's a compassionate God. In both miracles, you find the word Jesus said, and he went ashore, and he saw the large crowd, and look what the text says. The text says, and he felt, what? Compassion for them. And what did he do? He healed them, right? So here they are. They all followed him. And, and watch, let, let me tell you what, what Jesus was trying to teach his disciples. He was trying to teach them about compassion. Because, watch this. Watch this. And when it was when it was evening, the disciples came to him and said, uh, "This place is desolate. The hour is already here, late, and uh, send them away." Oh, I wish I had <laughs> y'all missed that. Uh, They've been here all day listening to you preach, right? We done took up the offering, now send them home. No compassion. Check this out. Check this out. It's in the text. He says, look what they said. Send the crowds away that they may go into the village and buy food for them. What a heartless group of people. Come on. Look at these disciples. These are the disciples. These are the ones who say we imitate Christ. How many people have we sent away? How many people have we said, go get your own food. I can't help you right now. See what I'm saying? Guess what? You done messed up your life. Amen. I done gave you enough money. Guess what? You go, where's your compassion? I don't think you hear what I'm trying to say. See, see, watch this. Watch this. I mean, these are the disciples. These are God's cream of the crop here. But Jesus said, said to them, uh, they do not need to go away. You give them what? Something to eat. They said to him, we got an excuse. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. I'm trying to help somebody. Watch this. See, this is where doubt comes in. I can't give you what I have because this is all I have. But if I give you what I have, I may not have. So then I got to go without. Watch this now. Isn't that what we do? Isn't that what we do? Come on, y'all. Tell the truth, y'all. Listen, we got our little stash. Uh Uh-uh. I can't help the church. Oh, I wish I had somebody. Man, please. They ain't talking about building. I shoot money. I shoot. I'm on a fixed income. You know what I mean? I'm on a fixed. My income is fixed. And then they talking about Give me something to give. You're talking about 5,000 people now. You're not talking about five people. If you were talking about five people, I would do it, doubt. See what I'm saying? Listen, listen. I'm setting it up to show you the lesson that Jesus is teaching, okay? Watch this. They said, uh it's not that they didn't have. And I believe that some of us can multiply what we have right now if you are willing to release it. Why don't you have more is because you're holding on to it for yourself. God can't multiply what you're holding on to. Watch this. And it wasn't like it was like a thousand loaves. Look at the text. Look at the text. Put it on the screen. You got Put them scriptures on the screen for. Them. Look what he said. They said to him, "We have here only. How I many know God only needs one? Come on, help me somebody. Listen, we think that we have to bring God this, oh man, I'm, when I get it together, oh man, when I get rich, when I, no, no, listen, listen, listen. When you, if you get rich, you wouldn't be no good. God's got to make you rich in order for you to be good. But, but watch this, I read something this morning, I read something, man, I'm all over, watch, I read something this morning. Watch this. It says those who have been forgiven the most, love the most. i am saying one more time. Those who've been forgiven the most. Anybody here been forgiven? Let me see. Let me see all the hands of the people. Listen, you were a mess. You were conniving you were a liar you listen come on you were drunk a crackhead you come on somebody you done did some stuff that nobody listen listen you in church now but the streets will tell the story about who you really were but you've been forgiven he says your love for God should be huge your love for the kingdom Nobody should be able to coerce you or prime you or pump you. Listen, listen, you were going down, baby, and the Lord forgave you. But well, look what he said. He said, but those who have been forgiven little, they love little. So I want you to examine yourself before you leave here tonight or when you leave today and when you're driving home, how much have i been forgiven and, and let's not just talk about what you used to do cuz i know some of you dignified and you know all the kind of stuff you a white collar criminal you know you were <laughs> you weren't on the street nothing you know you did stuff in house <laughs> you know what i mean you you got paid under the table that's criminal right there <laughs> Amen. You say you lied on your taxes. You, you know what I mean. You lied and stuff. You, you, you a white collar criminal. Okay, but, 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 but if we if we were to just say you didn't do anything, because I know some of you ain't did nothing. You were born a sinner. So that's huge. Tell your neighbor that's huge. And here's the thing about being born a sinner—you couldn't do nothing about it. I can prove it. Nobody had to teach you how to lie. Nobody had to teach you how to steal. Nobody had to teach you how to lust. Oh, I'm going somewhere. I'm going. No one had to teach you how to covet. Amen. You see where I'm going with that? You were born that way. The Bible says the heart is desperately wicked. Who can understand it? He says, I, the Lord, understands the heart. God knows you. But watch this. But you have been forgiven much. So why aren't you loving him much? That's deep, ain't it? You know why? Because we're caught up in our own mess. Watch this. They say, all we got is five loaves and two fish. Now, last time I checked, there were 12 disciples. Am I right about it or am I? Am I not in the Bible? There was 12 disciples plus Jesus. That's 13, right? So maybe they're gonna cut the fish up like we do the donuts on Tuesday, night, on Sunday mornings for the kids, right? See what we do? We get a dozen donut. You know, we small. We we cut the donut in half, so we can stretch the donuts just in case we. And listen, and then we kind of pull how many kids that we may go three. You know, we may cut it three times. Oh, we may hit that one twice, so that'd be four times. Y'all following me? Maybe they were intending to do that. But I want to help somebody with something. You see, the only reason we doubt is because we see things only in the natural. We don't see. I asked God to do something for me today like he'd never done before. I said, Lord, let me do this thing a certain way today. Watch this, and I hope you're receiving this. We see things in the natural. They saw five loaves and two fish. Now, watch, I know you can stretch that bread, right? You can stretch that bread. You know, you cut five loaves, you can stretch that bread and maybe get seconds. (laughs) Watch this. Watch this now. They were just thinking about themselves. But Jesus had something else in mind. Because the text says, and he said, bring them here to me. How how many know that when you take what you have, I'm trying to help somebody. You're saying this is all I have. But here's the thing. It's all you have and you will not release it for nothing. As a matter of fact, they need vice grips to open your hands. Because what? Because watch this. God says, if you, listen, if you put it in my hand, Amen. bring it here. Isn't that what Jesus said? What did he say? He said, what? Where is it at? Put it on the screen. He said, what? Bring it here. He said, bringing them here to me. Verse 19. Now watch this now. Ordering the people to sit down. I'm finna to go on, on the grass. He took the five loaves, two fish. And watch this. See, this is why I'm saying that you have to understand something. God's program is different. But somebody here today, you've been doubting. And you have to release what you have and put it in Jesus' hands. And he's going to look towards heaven. Look what the text says. He looked towards heaven. He blessed. Some of y'all don't even say grace. before You just, you just eat. He said, he said he blessed the food and breaking the loaves, he gave them to the disciples. The disciples gave them to the crowd. And I'm going to fast forward. And the Bible says this. And, and, and they all, watch verse 20. And they all ate and were satisfied. Now watch this. The disciples doubted there because all they were doing was thinking about themselves but Jesus did the impossible. Come on, somebody. When you put it in his hands, saints, whatever you're doubting about this morning, you got to put it. Come on, help me, somebody. You got to put it in his hands. Yes, 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 yes. Listen, listen, you're going to eat. Let, let me say this. With God, you're going to eat. Come on, help me. Somebody. You, you know what? I kind of like living on the edge. Uh, late, lately, I've been talking to God about that. I said, Lord, you know what? I'd I, I, I like a retirement. You know, I'd like a little little something for the future. You understand what I'm saying? I, I want to have a little cushion every now and then. He said, do you trust me? I said, well, yeah, but you see, there you go with that, but. Because it just doesn't look right right now. Y'all with me? But let me say this to you. I know that I've put things in God's hands, and I've watched it. Yeah. Come on, somebody! I've watched God do some things. That you listen, listen, listen. Have, has anybody ever gave you something? Huh? Can I testify real quick? Can I testify? So the thing that I invested in, right? The next, the, the next week. I went looking again because you know I'm still doubting, you know, I'm still in my doubt doubt mode. And and, and it just so happened I called somebody, they, they had what I what I got. Piece of property. And they said, Do you want it? I said, Yeah. I was hesitant. They said, Give me a dollar for it. I said, what? You sure? Give me a dollar for it. I said, okay. So I thought they would. Now, this is a person I did not even know. I'm doubting about the very thing I just committed to. And God just gave me something. And if you want, I'll pay the closing cost for it. And if you want, I'll send the $34 down to the courthouse to put get the deed put in your name. Who does that? I'm doubting about what I got. Right? What I committed to. And then God gave us a piece of property free and clear. And then I said, I texted last, I said, um, I said, now, um, where do you want me to send a check for the $10, for the dollar? She said, put in the offering plate. And then God asked me the next day why haven't you possessed the land yet? Why haven't we bought the church yet? What's the hold up? I've been doubting. You've been doubting. We been doubting. I don't want to pull you in my stuff but Come on, somebody. We, we've we been down. Da- now, listen, I, I don't, things happen here at this church to me, to my family, to you. I've seen things happen in your life. I've seen things happen. But I would have never thought, and this is a, listen, listen, saints, I want to, I, I, I didn't want, I didn't mean to, sh- I didn't, I don't, anyways. Because, because, you know, watch this, watch this. I want to make this very clear. This is a total stranger. I don't know this lady. They are about to retire. And they're like, Pastor, we have no need for this anymore. Uh, Now, I'm just saying, God is so powerful that if you were to release and stop doubting, you will find out, watch this, you'll find out that he can do the impossible. How many believe that? Watch this. What what I've been trying to work for. What I've been trying. What I've been talking to God about. God, I need a break. I need to have a future. God said, "I got you." How many believe it can happen for you? How many believe it can happen for you? You got to believe that. Listen, what you're striving so hard to do, let go. Let God. Give it to God. And I don't believe that that's the end. Oh, I wish I had somebody. I, I believe there's more to come. Amen. Because God knows who to trust things to. Hello, somebody. Yeah, Bible says, and they all ate and were satisfied. They picked up what was left over, and they had leftovers. And they had, left. and they had what? Left. And they had what? Left. And they had what? Leftovers. Of the broken pieces, 12. Now, hold on. Now, that makes sense now. 12 disciples, 12 full baskets. God's multiplication, this don't make no sense, does it? God's, listen, when you serve God, it makes no sense. The stuff that God does for his obedient child, listen, and even his disobedient child, you know, he love y'all too. Watch this. <laughs> watch this. Watch. <laughs> he going, he going to give you some stuff, but you got to stop doubting. So let's fast forward, right? They got into the boat. I got to sit down. I got to get out of here. All right. So, so 22. So now, now watch this. From John Baptist being beheaded to, uh, to the 5,000 being fed. Watch this. Now they're going to learn a lesson on how to overcome doubt. He told them. He didn't ask them. He told them to get in the boat. He said, "Y'all yup, get up in that boat. And, and with urgency, the word immediate there, watch this. It's in the Iris tense, in the imperative mood. Aristotle tense is simple action with continuous results. The imperative mood means that you got to do it now. It's a command, right? So in other words, some of you are fighting and God's telling you, get in the boat. Some of you are like crawling, like, you know, you got your nails all messed up because you don't want to get in the boat. You don't want to get in the boat, right? He says, listen, get in the boat, right? So I think some of you got some intuition. That man, we, this boat, there's some stuff finna happen. Hello, somebody. And some of you, amen, you just walk by faith. You got all kinds of faith. Yeah, I'm getting in this boat. You just happen. There's all kinds of people in this boat. Hello, somebody. There are some reluctant people in the boat. There are, amen. There are some people who are 20% in, in the, but you're in the boat. Amen. All kinds of people, doubters, liars, cheats, all kinds of stuff. You know, folk just like, man, maybe God's going to do something. Maybe. I don't know. But they are in the boat. And the Bible says in verse 23, and after he had sent the crowds away, he went up into the mountain himself to pray. You know what he was praying for? Them. He was praying for them watch this verse 24 but the boat was already a long distance from the land battered by the waves for the wind was contrary and in the fourth watch of the night amen in the fourth watch of the night that's between 3 and 6 a.m. that's when stuff start happening hello somebody y'all remember when do I need to go there that's really when the club get to hopping. Between three and six. That's after hour. that is. <clears throat> I'm sorry. Look what he said. He said he he came to them. I heard a pastor say the Lord showed up at the club. <laughs> got him out. Came to the club and got him out the club. Hello somebody. Now he's preaching the word of God. You understand what I'm saying? God can show up anyway, y'all. But but it's interesting that between 3 and 6, the waves... Watch You got to get the picture here. The winds are blowing. The waves are roaring over into the boat. They, They are in the middle of some stuff. Watch this. You just ate some bread and fish. And you saw all that he had done. And you're like super excited, right? that man I got my breakthrough now woo, I think God done set me up to get in this boat you see what I'm saying because listen I stepped out on faith finally and the moment I stepped out on faith here comes the storm how many ever felt that way the moment you did something right come on somebody It's a test, baby. It's a test. The text says, in the fourth watch of the night, he came to them walking on the sea. And his disciples saw him walking on the sea and they were what? Now, 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 let me help you with this. Let me tell you what fear and doubt will do to you. It'll distort your mind. But some commentators suggest that because, watch this, they saw the impossible. Watch this now. Now watch it. I, I would have thought, you just saw me take. So now I'm like, shoot, is anything too hard for God? Wouldn't that would you be I mean, seriously, how many times has God done something in your life where you could say, "Is there anything too hard for God?" I mean, He done it time? and time, and time, and time again, and time again. Listen, he did it before, he did it again. You on the verge of giving up. He turned it around, he turned it around. Stuff start looking bad again. He turned it around, he did it again. He kept on doing it, he kept on doing it. Stuff was rough, it got good, it got better, it got great. And then he went right back down. Right? I would have been like, man, shoot, I ain't tripping. That's just Jesus. But some commentators suggest that because they saw Jesus, they thought they were dead. That's the reason why they were spooked. Because the text says, watch this, watch this. When they, listen, listen, they saw him and they were terrified. Watch this. And they said, they concluded, it's a ghost. <laughs> Watch this. And they cried out in fear. In verse 27. But immediately Jesus spoke to them saying, take courage in his eye. Do not be afraid. Verse 28. Peter said to him, Lord. If. First class condition. Second class condition. Third class condition. If first-class condition is true. Second-class condition, if and maybe is true. And if third-class condition is not true. So here's what he said. He said, if and it's true. He wasn't doubting at that time. He had all confidence. He said, okay, all right, if it's you. You No, Peter, big mouth one, right? Peter said, if it's you, command me to come out on the water. So in other words... If I want to test God, right, if it's you, come on, show me, because I don't know if it's the devil. See, sometimes the Bible says the devil will disguise himself as the angel of light. Sometimes you don't even know. The other day I was at the gym and I didn't know if it was the devil talking to me. This guy was talking to me and he was telling me some stuff. I'm like, man, is that the devil? Is that? I don't know what that is, man. I have to discern. I got to pray about that. Yeah. You follow what I'm saying? You got to know if it's the devil or is it God that's talking to you. But I believe somewhere in there God was trying to send me a message. You understand what I'm saying? And I'm like, oh, okay, I get it. But certain things you got to throw away and certain things you got to keep. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Because God used a donkey. He can use anybody. I'm gonna say something else, but Amen. We got we got guests. Now watch this. Watch, watch this. Watch, watch this, y'all. Watch this now. Uh They made the commitment to get in the boat, but it was too late to turn back. Some of you is too late to turn back. And the reason you're struggling is because there's no going back. Because once, if anybody be in Christ. He's a new creature. Old things have passed away. But you're still trying to go back to a world that hates you, that's trying to find acceptance and love. And he said, listen, he said, the world don't love you no more. So you can go back and try all of that and find out if Tony Robbins could help. I mean, I'm sorry. You can find out if those uh, people can help you, but they're not going to be able to help you. Motivational speaking ain't going to help you. You need the word now. Watch this. He says to him, Lord, if it's you, command me to come to you on water. Verse 29. And he said, come. Uh, and Peter got out of the boat. Now, we criticize Peter for a lot of things. But some of you won't do what he did. See, he had a moment of belief, like I had a moment of belief, you know, when, when everything was presented to me. I'm like, yeah, this, this makes sense. Yeah, all right, I'm I'm gonna sign. Not knowing what God had in the future for us. But I had that moment, you know, I stepped out on my, I said, I'm stepping out, man, you know. We're going to do this thing. We were enjoying it. But then look what happens next. The Bible says he got out the boat and what happened? And he walked on water and came towards who? Now you have to remember that storms will show up even after you have made a decision to follow Christ. See, they found themselves in this storm. But watch this. I believe that Peter is like you and I. We're up for the challenge. And when our adrenaline is high, you follow what I'm saying? The excitement about doing what you're doing right. You ever sign a car note and then regret it? Yeah. Anybody? Let me see. Then you get repo. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. I ain't playing. I'm telling the truth. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying right you, you signed a note right you're like dang I can't believe I did that. it was tax time <laughs> it was tax time you took all your tax money but you forgot somehow you didn't have a job <laughs> you needed insurance and next month <laughs> they were going to call you on a note come on man I know people who have done that. It just makes no sense. But watch this. Watch this. Watch this now. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. this. The text says, you know, we've all had a water walking experience. All of us. All of us have had a water walking experience. How many have had a water walking experience? It was, it was, wasn't it awesome? Wasn't it sweet? Right? I only got a few people that got, uh, man, I, shoot, I about to say, what's up? <laughs> you know, you know, I need to help y'all with something. You, you know, you just, I mean, you was just gliding. You thought, listen, you were so high on that mountain. Listen, you were walking on that water. It didn't matter what was going on. Right? The text says in verse 30, I'm going to deal right there. It says, but seeing the wind. People always say, when they preach this, that he had his eyes on Jesus. I get it. But the Bible never says anything about him seeing Jesus. The Bible says, Peter said, Lord, if it's you, command me. And then the Bible said, he didn't see, he walked out. Didn't say he was looking. See how we distort the scriptures, right? Watch this. He, he just walked out. But the Bible says, seeing the wind. Now watch this. And this is something I want you to pay attention to. The wind was there. The wind has nothing to do, my stip- my circumstance, my paycheck, my status has nothing to do with how I'm going to walk out this boat. Watch this. All I got to do is just step, walk out. I'm trying to make sure I got enough money for this. I'm trying to make sure I can cover this. I'm trying to make sure that all the pieces are together. Could it be that God doesn't want you to put the pieces together? Could it be that all he wants you to do is step out on pure faith and leave the rest up to him? The Bible says that he's him. Watch this. But seeing the wind. My first point is this. If you're going to overcome doubt, you will need spiritual sight. See, Peter, in a blink of an eye, went from the spiritual to the natural. In the natural, people don't give you stuff for free. Am I right? In the natural, people don't. Bless you with nothing. In the natural, you don't just make it. You know, you got to have hard work, integrity, and all this stuff. But in the spiritual, could it be that you can accomplish way more than you're accomplishing right now, but you are doubting because you have no spiritual sight? See, you've been so long in the natural that you have lost spiritual sight. When he stepped out the boat, watch this, the circumstances around him was bad. See it? Are you seeing it? So why am I waiting for my breakthrough before I get my blessing? How about, amen, I walk out in this mess. And on the way, I'm going to keep my eyes ahead. I'm going to hold on to my faith. I'm going to stop doubting. And God will work that thing as I walk through it. He will transform not just me, but everything else. Some of us here, we've lost spiritual sight. You have lost spiritual sight. Matter of fact, you never even knew you had it, but you stepped out. You had a moment. Listen, you had a miracle moment. You had. Listen, you had that that aha moment with God. And watch this. You can still have it. Watch this. Watch this. Why did he see the wind? You know why he saw the wind? Because he saw it in the natural. Listen. If I were to peel back the, the curtain right now, on on this world right now, we don't understand. There's a spiritual warfare going on right now in here. If I was just peel it back, there's a spiritual warfare. You don't see it right now. See what I'm saying? But 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 it's there. And what happens to us? We become so fixated. Come on, somebody, on what's going on behind the scenes. When God said, "Don't worry about that," you just keep your spiritual sight, keep looking forward. Watch this. The Bible says, "You know, you know, you know, you know." The, the Bible says, "The Bible says in Second Chronicles twenty 12, You don't have to go there. He says, "Oh God, will you not judge them? For we are powerless before this great multitude. They were going up against this army who are coming against us. Nor do we know what to do." You ever been there? I don't know what to do. But here's the phrase that got me. He says, but our eyes are on you. Fix your eyes on him. Keep your spiritual sight. Stop looking in the natural. Watch this. Watch this. The text says, and he became what? Frightened and beginning to sink. That what it said? That what it said? What's going on with him now? This is what happens to us. We 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 doubt kick in and then we start seeing, man, I ain't got no cigarette money. You were doing well. You went a whole week. (laughs) Y'all ain't trying to hear me. You said you were gonna do it. You had all the faith. Come on. I'm trying to help somebody here. I'm trying to help somebody. Watch this. You said you were going to do it. You were doing it. You were doing it, baby. You were doing it. And then all of a sudden, you started to sink. So the next thing is, you will have to face your fears. You, you know what I call this? I call this his disobedience. You know why? Because previously in verse twenty seven, God told him, It is I, do not be afraid. But the moment he took his eyes off of Jesus, the moment he put his eyes on the storm, on the wind. Listen, what just the wind? You're like, oh my gosh, what am I what have I done? Some of you like looked around like, man, I can't believe I joined church. And then I signed up for something. Shoot, he talking about serving. I I picked up the piece of paper that he said serving on and I checked it all out. What did we do? What did we commit to? Like it's such a bad thing, y'all. I'm just like, dag, Is it that bad? And you wonder why you're sinking because you're so focused on the secular. Uh Can I ask you a question? Why are you sinking right now? Your situation was the same before you stepped out. So if I were you, I would take another look at it and say, oh, you know what? Maybe I need to get back on this boat here and start walking by faith. Maybe I need to stop doubting. Maybe I need to overcome. What are you afraid of? Well, what's the worst will happen to you if you join church? I'm just saying. What's the worst can happen? What's the worst can happen if you sign up to serve? I'm just saying, what's the worst? Oh, I'm waiting till the God tell me. God didn't tell you. (laughs) The Bible says, and he cried out, Lord. This is what I call his dilemma. Lord, save me. Can I tell somebody something? Don't let your pride stop you. Here's, a, here's an important point, if you're going to overcome doubt. Give me a third point. I'll be on cue here, y'all. You will have to surrender totally to the Lord. Notice, he's ready now to call him Lord before he was afraid of him. He says, if it's you, he never called him Lord. He said, if it's you, Lord, if it's you, he called him Lord then. He said, Lord, if it's you, command me. But but here's the thing. Until you're fully surrendered. Hello, somebody. You can't overcome doubt. Because, watch this, until he's Lord. Kurios. Lord. Until he becomes Lord. You and I will never, ever really surrender. Listen, you're going to surrender out of circumstance. You're going to surrender out of convenience. I I know I'm going a little long. I'm sorry, y'all. Many of us are not totally surrendered, so we're sinking, but we're not surrendered. Watch this. We're we're sinking, but we're still skeptical. We're sinking, watch this, but we want to be in control. Huh? Am I right? We're, 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 listen, you and I know right now you're sinking. Come on. You know it. You know, you're sinking. But you still want to hold up your head and pride and you don't want to say, God, okay, God, save me. Please. I'm sorry. I done messed up. My doubt, my doubt has me there. Watch what he said. Watch what he said. Watch what he said, verse 30. I'm going to sit down. But seeing the wind, I'm sorry, verse 31. Immediately, what? Jesus stretched out his hand and took hold of him. Watch this. Watch this. This is what I call his deliverance. Watch this. You will have, now my next point. If you're going to overcome doubt, next one, you will have to rely Stop relying on that man. He can't do nothing for you. He's fragile. Broken. The doctors can't help you. But God can. Stop relying on family. What are you talking about family? Talking about my family out there. But if you rely on God, He worked through those family members. He turned their hearts. Watch it. You're sinking, but watch this. But they can't even help you. All that you done did for them. Can I, can I stay there for a minute? Listen, they act like they don't see what's going on. <laughs> like, shoot, I hope they don't call. You know what I mean? You, you know what I mean? And, and listen, and, and that's because they think this is all we have. I don't think you're me. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. If you continue to rely on him, he'll take care of you no matter what it looks like right now. Look what he says. He stretched out his hands, took hold of him. And this is the part. That, you know what? You know what I love about God? And I'm glad he, he He got me the other day. He got me. He got me. This message is for me. All right? It's me. It's for me. It's for me. That I'm preaching to me today. What God does for the ones he loves, and he loves all of you, he holds you accountable. You know you should be in church. Come on. You ain't got no good reason not to be. (laughs) Amen. Right? Watch this now. Watch this now. Watch where I'm going with this. Jesus delivered him. See, what we want to do is we want this how we want to do people. So tell me, brother, why are you gone? Why, why are you living wrong? Why are you doing all this stuff? Why are you doing it now? Come on back. Jesus doesn't do that. Compassion. He know, he already knows he's living wrong. So he picks him up. He rescues him. He pulls him up. Oh, don't fall now. <laughs> all right. He rescues him. And then he gets in his face and says, Hey man, why did you doubt? He loves him enough, and he rescues him, and then he holds him accountable. Some of us want blessings, but you don't know. Let me tell you about blessings. You have to be able to be accountable for your blessings. God's just not going to throw, I don't want to talk about anybody, but these prosperity messages that comes with no Nothing. God doesn't work like that. I don't know which Bible you've been reading. But watch this. He rescues him first. I wish y'all would have caught on to that. You see what I'm saying? He rescues him first. He didn't beat him up. He didn't say, yeah, you've been living wrong and you're going to be all this other stuff. He didn't beat him up. Once he says, Lord, sa-, see, this is what I'm saying about surrendering. Once he said, Lord, save me. that's the word. Immediately, he stretched out his hand. I don't need no hand out. You're going to need his hand. You're going to need his hands. He stretched out his hands and took hold of him. And he says, you, listen, this is what I love about God. He deals with our issues, y'all. Somebody here this morning, you got some issues. God wants to do he's pointing them out stop getting in your feelings and say Lord thank you that I can deal with my issues what was Peter's issue he says you of listen this is the part that really tripped me out mustard seed faith is about this small I don't know what kind of faith was this But it's smaller than a mustard seed. I don't want, listen, I don't want, listen, I would rather have small faith than little faith. Does that make sense? Watch this. He says, you of little faith. Give me some small faith. I don't want little faith. Because little faith will cause me to sink. You understand what I'm saying? You know what little faith is? I'm trusting God, but now I got a backup plan. This is small faith. Small faith is, uh, yeah, I, I believe, but uh, next week you don't believe. He says, watch this, watch this, watch this. He says to him, you have a little faith. Why did you doubt? Now, do you know what the word doubt means in the Greek? To be double. The word means to duplicate, to duplicate. It means double-mindedness. See, this was an accountability question. He saved them and immediately held them accountable. This is why a lot of people don't want to come and hear the word because it convicts. Right? It convicts. Like, you're doing wrong now. Can you imagine mustard seed faith? And small faith can get you. But little faith can't get you nothing. Hello, somebody. So so my last point is this. If you're going to overcome doubt, you will have to build up. Build up what? Your faith. You know, you can't mix unleaded gasoline and diesel together and still think you're going to go somewhere. The moment you introduce diesel and unleaded gas into the same thing, Amen. You can cancel the, you cancel the unleaded by the fact that the diesel is present. Am I with, you with me? Just because it looks like gas. See, that's what little faith looks like. It looks like I got a little faith. Amen. But just because it looks like gas doesn't mean it's going to help you. You see, what we do as Christians is we come to church to get unleaded gas on Sunday then on Monday we go to the world and we get diesel and we wonder why we're chugging along we wonder why we're doubting we wonder why we're sinking because when you go out of here amen you're getting the wrong thing and so as I close today I just want to say to somebody here today I want to say this to you right now I want to say this to you God God wants to rescue.